everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Anna. And I'm Kayleen. And we are Entrepreneurs. A podcast about two gay idiots owning and operating their own businesses in the midst of end and stage, stage capitalism. capitalism. Wow. Welcome back, everybody, to season six. Uh, we are almost at a new year. We are hitting you on the darkest day of the year, the solstice. Um, the longest any, like, night. Do you have any traditions for the solstice? Can yeah. You? My friend and I uh, light a fire in my backyard and drop acid. <laughs> you know, that sounds like something I could get behind. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um, and this is a little hint into what we're about to talk about in the episode. But this year I have a whole jar of uh, feelings to burn. Um, feelings? Feelings. Oh, okay. We can talk about it later. Yeah. In, like, the, in, the, in the main dish. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if I really do anything in particular on the solstice solstice. I know I just kind of get reflective um, when it gets dark outside, um, especially the more north you go in the hemisphere, it's it's pretty gnarly how much sunlight you actually get. And it's just like, how the fuck, you know, like we all feel like this, right? Like it's kind of nice because it's like a collective. It'll only season. get lighter from here. This is true. And this is uh, one thing I do really like about France is they don't apologize for sleeping or taking naps like they're just like. Yeah, sleeping. It's fine. Like, you can kind of, like, in the apartment building I'm in, you can hear, like, kind of when people get up. It's not early. (laughs) So, I mean, like, the library opens at one. Like, wow. (laughs) I mean, it's just like, because why? Why are we getting up at, why do things need to be open that early? It's, I mean, I think the work week here is like 35 hours a week. Um, so yeah, things just like start later. Um, yeah. And good riddance because it like gets it, the sun doesn't rise until like eight 30. Um, but yeah, that's, I guess my update made it here being cozy shit like that. Ready for the solstice. And then Kayleen, uh, spent, spent an afternoon in her bathroom. Yeah. Uh, we got, not an afternoon, just an hour. Just an, an, hour. Hour. Um, an hour. You know, listeners, New Orleans, uh, for the second time this year, and I think the third time since uh, the advent of this podcast, uh, a tornado hit New Orleans. You know, you know your your normal December tornadoes. Um, yeah, we had a tornado rip through the West Bank and... Uh, and the Lower Ninth Ward, which is exactly where it hit uh, earlier this year in March. Um, oh so babe. literally, like, there's a neighborhood that's gotten hit hit by tornadoes twice in a year. Um, so yeah, me and the cats spent some spent an hour, a creepy hour, in the bathroom because that's the only relatively safe room in my house. Um, yeah. yeah, and then I think it went through Texas, and then I. I think there were some touchdowns in St. Petersburg I saw on the subreddit. So, wow. I don't know. Quite a system. Uh, yeah, and then it roaring. ushered in a cold front because it hasn't really been cold much. Um, mm. So, But it is now. I'm in a very fluffy robe and drinking a hot beverage. And it looks like there's a chance we might get snow on Christmas. 
Wow, that'll be yeah. something, huh? Yeah, I don't know. I'm supposed to be back up at the farm, and I'm just like, am I good to drive in cold weather? No. Oh, I mean, you have an SUV. Yeah, but I have no experience. I don't even know how to ice, like, de-ice my windshield. Uh, the one, the one winter where things froze in New Orleans, I just like stayed called out of work and stayed home. <laughs> Fair. I yeah, don't. I grew up in Arizona. Of, there's a lot of prerequisites. Um, yeah. It can be. I mean, especially like the ice and like there's a whole like breaking, breaking rule system. And not like, oh, I broke a rule, but like if you, you, if you like slam on your brakes, you spin out. So you kind of have right. to like pump your ba- brakes. And I, I was never a fan. Um, when I lived in Colorado, I would just be like, ah, no, thank you. Yeah. If it sounds would, like, like a great snow time. And I'd be in the mountains. I would just be like, somebody else can drive my car because yeah, I'm scared. Sounds um, like a great time to stay inside. Yeah. Well, it's nice when other external circumstances make those decisions for you which I, I feel like it's kind of like winter time in general because it's like so dark it's just like okay well I don't really want to like do much <laughs> yeah there's also the added layer here of the fact that like the housing and infrastructure was not designed to withstand cold temperatures so like do I want to leave my house if there's a chance that my pipes could burst oh do you have to like keep it at a certain temperature so it doesn't Bada yeah, bing, bada boom. To, you have to like keep your pipes running because they're just exposed under the house. They're not. It's mm. not like it is in actual like in cold and weather in like areas that are used to sub you know freezing temperatures where everything's insulated and inside. And so, by pipes, is that for the water? Or is that like the gas? Water. Too? Okay. I mean, gas. I don't know. I don't have a gas. I don't have gas. So. Oh really? It's but electric. yeah, it's pretty much. It's it's pr- it's primarily a water issue gotcha yeah i know england is going through something like similar everybody's houses are like cold as fuck and they were like i think voting to subsidize some stuff to like heat people's homes because the energy bills have gotten so expensive like and they're just not i don't know it's really kind of surreal to see england go through all of this because i feel like growing up they were I feel like they were always kind of like better than America, if that makes sense. They had healthcare and like I don't know, fun accents, but now since like Brexit and like the Tory party, I mean America's not doing great either, but it's just kind of like no. well, damn, that well, that escalated. Ah, um, so this is what the end stages of an empire looks like. Yeah, you're just like, well, fuck. Um, so rule Britannia. I, I hope you stay warm. And, you know, mm-hmm. you have a fire. Worst comes to worst. Yeah, uh, in your I'm backyard. Also, that's always kind of fun. And co- that's what I would do in Chicago winters. I would have a yeah. fire in the backyard. It was fun. I also just like, so this is the first week, really, where there haven't been anything, like, super urgent on the horizon, like, with work or whatever. And I feel like all of the, the like, get get up and go chemicals have just like left my body completely and yeah. i've just gone full potato but it it's like i don't like i understand why that's happening but it's also like i can't really have that happen right now because even though there's not urgent stuff there's still important stuff that like needs to that i need to get done so just kind of worrying with that right now of like when do i give myself a break and you know when is that 
abandoning responsibilities. Well, you're heading to the woods, right, soon? Yeah, I need to just, like, I think summon up some energy to get things done so that I can fully unplug for that. Yeah, that's how I kind of feel. I'm going to Amsterdam. Uh, My spiritual coach is from there, and Uh I was... Oh, there's some fireworks. But I don't hear people cheering, so I don't think it's good. Two, four, six, oh, one. Only the the French have upset fireworks. (laughs) We are angry. (laughs) Fireworks, but they are not a celebration. (laughs) Angry fireworks. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm going to Holland for... uh, the holidays I, I always like kind of spend them alone I'm never with family uh, I mean I have been but not for a while and I always asked to get adopted and she offered to adopt me so it's Great. like three days of like uh, traditional Dutch festivities uh, so I'm kind of I'm curious and interested to see what that's gonna be like um, yeah kinda, like, I hope her pa- I hope on her, somebody's life I hope her parents feed you oh my gosh yeah they asked if I had any uh food allergies or right yeah i'm not like sure that. how the dutch how the dutch fare on the scandinavian stereotype of not taking care of their guests well they're not typically scandinavian like okay. so there there's a there's a body of water separating them which we have said is important for yeah things <laughs> okay great uh yeah I, and i also looked if i could see the northern lights there and i think it's still too south but that is on my to-do list i found this guy on instagram who does tours he says he calls it northern light hunting and it's 200 euros and he picks you up from wherever you're staying and he guarantees that you will find it and like he'll refund you if like the, their, cool. the conditions aren't optimal and i'm like that's fucking worth it to me he was like yeah we'll, we'll drive to sweden if we have to <laughs> that sounds fun i think i sent you a a, a tiktok that was like a hotel like a hotel with a glass roof basically yeah. where you could where you can see the northern lights as you sleep i would get pregnant there <laughs> whether you were with anyone or not the aliens would come down Immaculate conception. (laughs) No, that's how you have your alien love child. You get impregnated by the Aurora Borealis. (laughs) They Borealised me, all right. All right, um, we have the Muses Tarot here with us because that's just how I vibe lately. Um, so we're pulling something for um, the beginning of Capricorn season. Um, very exciting for both of us, I know. Mm-hmm. That's That gets some dynamic energies going for the both of us. Um, uh, also for a solstice, you know, um, everything in the astrology seems to indicate that the 21st and the 23rd are going to be our most powerful days for manifesting our goals and intentions for the new year between the solstice and the new moon that are happening mm-hmm. um, in those t- that time period. So if you have kind of like been pondering about like, oh, I should really set some time aside to like journal or calendar or plan for what I want my 2023 to look like, um, maybe set some time uh, when this episode comes out, it'll be today or um, s- Friday, the 21st or the 23rd, 
block out a couple of hours just for you and maybe a notebook and get to writing get to figuring it out so me um, and my friends <laughs> me and my friends my journals and pens um, i got the same pens that you have kaylee and i yeah, don't you, ever the, told that. the paper mate flares yeah sure yeah did. they're good uh they're good. real good so. i've been enjoying the le pens they're very le fine pen. point le pen le all right pen. what card do we need right now We got the tower, baby. Fuck me up. Are we, re- are we seriously starting I, season six listen, with the tower see, right now? If anybody is a big avid television watcher, you know that season six is where things get off the rails. It's funny because um, Kayleen said that. Kayleen said that, but then I wasn't recording. and then So we had to start over. There it is. Again. All right. Jesus spicy. Christ. Have we ever pulled a tower on the podcast? No. I don't know, girly. Jesus Christ. That's funny because right, you, you, you want to know what my card for the day was? What? The sun. So um, this has this has nothing to do with me. Uh, <laughs> um, something's about to shake your life up, listener. I bet. <laughs> I'm wondering if maybe there's something that's about to happen collectively. That's gonna that's gonna knock us all off course, or what we thought our course was supposed to be. Um, the tower is really important because, like, it's I don't know. It's the tower is disruptive. The tower can be violent. The tower can be intense. Um, but any what I anytime I'm reminded of, like, anytime I see the tower, I like I'm reminded of a thing that I think Oprah said, which was like. Um, when the universe has a message for you, it'll start with whispers. And if you don't listen to the whispers, it'll like start it'll throw like little pebbles at you. If the pebbles don't work, it'll throw rocks. And eventually, if you keep ignoring it, the whole fucking wall is going to come tumbling down on top of you. Mm, that's, so, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. The tower is the, is what happens when the wall comes tumbling down. And maybe you weren't maybe maybe you legitimately weren't paying attention or you did. There were no. There was nothing indicating to you that this was going to happen. But I think I think in general, like in retrospect, once we're out, once we're past the tower, it comes as no surprise. Mm-hmm. Like when you look back as to like what your tower moment was and how you responded to it, it seems it, there's no other way that it could have happened. I'm going to look up what we ended season yeah. five on. Because I, I mean, the that, tower for my is, Sag, one of my cards for Sagittarius season, and it turned out, yeah. Well, we can talk about what that was in our main dish, yeah. Um, okay, interesting. Okay, so we ended last season, um, with two of pentacles okay. from the same tarot, which is really about like a balancing act. And, and you were saying this in the last episode that you were just like, you can't, you can't, you can't you play can't that game forever. forever. Something, yeah. if, if you mm. don't give yourself a break from juggling, something is going to, mm-hmm. whether you like it or not. Very, very interesting. Yeah. Honestly, it's very potent energy to for like a solstice. Yeah. Um, and I think we're also kind of in uh, the spirit of there's no surprises right. anymore. What I really like about like, this uh, card is this little guy right here just fucking free falling off the rock. So this isn't a traditional one with like a yeah. building. Because no, you, you, you can see the rocks. 
this this there's and there's like lightning shooting out of the there's body. There's a female almost. figure who's dressed in very dark. I think she's actually like if you look at her, she's been like grayscaled. Um, she's standing mm. on a rock. There's like electricity coming off of her. And it's almost like she's pulling this debris towards her with the lightning force. And oh yeah. And then there's another figure, very very small, that's like free falling backwards off the rock. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to see. Interesting. It's it's kind of like a catalyst yeah. for the chaos almost. So drawing it in I mean y'all know how I well honestly both of us feel about chaos <laughs> it brings change yeah what is um, our what's the tower moment gonna be for us y'all ooh I guess we'll yeah, that's a check question. in that's always... I guess we can check in after after the solstice I also think it's interesting yeah. that the tower comes after the devil because it's like maybe you know breaking the chains doesn't always have uh, doesn't always necess- necessitate an obviously positive result. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's messy. And I think that's one thing that's been cool about these past, like, doing these every week and having, like, a narrative through the podcast. It's like, like, for that one season where we had a bunch of Eight of Cups and it wasn't, like, some of the cards we were pulling after... They were like hard work cards or they were like trials and tribulations. So like sometimes when you do the hard thing, you don't get rewarded. Sometimes it's just you get rewarded with more hard shit and that's okay. Like that's life. But like if you're working, your future self will thank you because, yeah, you, you know, the creator of this tarot described it as unexpected change, beliefs shattered, paradigms flipped. An opportunity to, re- to rebuild your life in new ways, being flexible when much-needed change arrives, and finding the light in the chaos. Um, she has creative prompts mm. for all of the tarot cards, and I just discovered by going to her website, she has a new deck coming out that I'm excited to, to check out. Um, it looks like a similar art style, but it's focusing on animals. It's called the Curious Creatures Tarot. Mm. Um, Curious creature. The creative prompt is deconstruction and reconstruction. Throw paint around, rip up a painting or a drum or a poem or a bill that you dislike and reconstruct it any way you see fit. It may be become, become a creative mess, a beautiful cacophony, and maybe you will decide to self-correct and change what you see in the mess. Mm. So, power and destruction. All right. What can you rebuild right, when the everybody. pieces New when Year's, the pieces fall? New Year's, make plans or don't. <laughs> make plans, cancel them. Frankenstein, create Frankenstein's monster. It's fine. Build it to tear it down. Fair enough. Well, it's also something that I've been thinking about um, with like my rhythm being weird, and I'm just sleeping a lot more than t- I usually do. Um, it's like the power of rest and like sometimes that you can just like rush into getting something done that you might change your mind I on. I feel that. And then you'll, you might be creating more work for yourself by like rushing to do something and then something happens and then you have to like take some steps back. Well, if you were just laying back, chilling, resting, because if that's what you felt like you should do, maybe you should do it, you wouldn't have to reverse at the table we are serving the main dish 
excited about this one. Um, creating catharsis. Yeah. Um, so this is on the heels of uh, Project Kayleen has done. Yeah. I don't know if you talked about it I on the podcast either. or not. So I, um, with a very good friend of mine, um, uh, conceived of this idea. Basically, when I went to, over the summer, um, I went to this Taylor Swift dance party um, at a bar very close to my house. And it was a really lovely experience, and I was really going through it at the time, and I was just like, this is exactly what I needed. Um, and I had a moment, I went with my friend, and I looked over at her, and I was like, what if we did something like this, but... It wasn't Taylor Swift. It was just all sad girl music. So a little bit of rec- like a little bit of history for people who don't really know me. But like I've always described that like I have two types of musical tastes and that's like sad bitch or bad bitch. And I always describe like if someone asks me like what kind of music do you like to listen to? I'm just like eh, sad girl music. I like female singer songwriters mm-hmm. like essentially when it comes down to it. I really you know don't don't really care too much about what men have to say as musicians which is like i guess a radical take but i just never have i find women much more interesting it's true the whole time she's always she said been saying this for years i find women much more interesting i find their music to be more engaging i'm a lyrics driven person i don't really want to hear men whine too much but i do want to hear a woman in agony so um <laughs> let me wail so, and also i want to say just i want to interject yeah. here Kayleen got me into Phoebe Bridgers and I was just, I entered the Tinder and I went on, I got stood up on a Tinder date that was literally two blocks away from me. That really hurt. And then I started my period and I was, and I started listening to Phoebe Bridgers and I was like, you know what? This hits a lot different in Which France. Album? Um, yeah. I don't know. I was on SoundCloud. I started with the Iris oh, yeah. the one that, cover the one that she and Jenny then Rogers. we just kind of. We just kind of, whatever SoundCloud played. Great. I listened. She also has a, every year she puts out a very sad uh, Christmas song cover. Um, uh, that's, I would love a silent night. That's I think she may have song. done that. I can see if I can find it. Um, mm-hmm. Tori Amos does a really good, is it silent night? Um, uh, or ha- she, Tori Amos does a really beautiful uh, have yourself a merry little Christmas, which I that's think a beautiful one. That's a Christmas song that makes me cry every time. Oh, Aww. Judy. Um, but Aww. anyway, so I really believe in the power of sad music. Um, I it is you know a thing that I that I get a lot of shit for honestly from people around me. Um, and, you know, I've gotten, like, in workplaces, people are like, oh, what's this depressing shit? Like, God, are we all going to slit our wrists? And I'm like, Jesus Christ, okay. Um, I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, we decided that uh, we, we approached our friend who runs this bar and asked if we could throw um, a sad girl dance party. And he made us change the name because uh, there's another bar that does sad boy karaoke on Sundays and he didn't want it to get confusing, Mm -hmm. which I will say they stole that concept from me because I do sad girl karaoke for my birthday every year at that bar. So one of the KJs stole that idea. I was the originator of it. 
Um, okay. Let it be known on this podcast. So we came up with a name, Crying on the Dance Floor. Um, and we named our... Pr- Which I think is a better I think name, it's good too. personally. I, I will shout out the, the Muna song, uh, Crying on the Bathroom Floor, that kind of put the two and two together for me. Mm. Um, and yeah, we... We are both, like, my friend Becca and I are both event producers, and we were both really excited about this idea. So once we had the date, which was December 9th, we just, like, we went for it. Becca made this amazing poster that I was like, she was like, what are you thinking? I was like, I want it to look like a zine, like a 90s collage zine. And she was like, great. And I got her, I found her some magazines while I was on my walks, and she made this amazing collage Mm. poster. And we started advertising it, like, in October. And immediately the response was, like, off the charts for a fa- – like, I was looking at other Facebook events for, sim- for like, dance parties and stuff and trying to feel like if this was, like, a normal response rate. And we had, like, way more – way more interest on Facebook and um, – and attendees that for our event that was two months out than events that were like a week away. And so mm. I was like, okay, I think we've tapped into something here. Um, so we put a lot of time and effort into this, uh, the time, you know, and then, uh, and more and more momentum kept building. We found a DJ, one of my friends, uh, who I know through my wedding planning work, uh, agreed to do a pop-up she like is a, an amazing chef she made she was like tacos another friend who has a hearse that she reads tarot cards out of like we found a face painter who could paint tears on people we had mm. all everything was coming together and that i love yeah. that i didn't know about the face yeah, painting. Yeah. that's really it was cool. really cool and then uh the dance party is on friday on wednesday morning becca texts me and tells me that she had just tested positive for covid so mm. this thing that the two of us had worked so closely on, I now had to do without her, which like I was not worried about the party itself that we had put so much planning like that was going to happen. It was going to like we we had all the pieces in place, but now I had to do this thing while my friend was stuck at home, <laughs> like mm-hmm. not being able to engage and participate in it. And so I was like very worried about how she was feeling and how it was going to go. But it wound up being amazing. Like, every, like, I brought disco balls in that I had taken from another wedding that I had worked earlier that week. Uh, our DJ was amazing. My partner, um, because our DJ could, couldn't play off of Spotify, my partner, like, sourced all the music files. Like, which was like... Oh, like downloads. Yeah, which was like... Like, like eight hours of music they found like all the mm. five I sent them like a spreadsheet and they were able to find everything um, and so I don't know it was like a very much a team effort um, I had another partner work the door because our door person got sick like right it was just like it was very much like a community effort and then to see people I saw my my friends came obviously but then also like people who just heard about it people I didn't know and like to see everyone like engage with it like to be having like super cathartic experiences on the dance floor because our our thing was like we wanted to have like sad bops like you know you're you're dancing on my own and uh interspersed with like uh, sad songs that had been remixed 
interspersed with like genuinely sad songs that people could scream along to like ballads mm. and stuff like that and the moment i knew it was all clicking was about an hour or so in when he when the dj played killing me softly and there's that moment in the song where she's just kind of like wailing Mm-hmm. And everybody on the dance floor, which was not huge at that point, but like all like 10 or 15 people were wailing along with it. And even the people sitting at the bar. La, la, yeah. La, la, yeah. All the people sitting at the bar and you could just hear. I was like, OK, it's happening. The magic is in the room with us right now. Um, and yeah. I had turned the backyard into like a cool down space where I just played like very chill music and had candles. Um, so every part of the bar was activated. Um, we had drink specials. And people came up to me and told me how cathartic it was, which was like not a buzzword that we used for the parties, but it's an intention that we set for it. So for mm. people to to like click with that was beautiful. And then we also uh, I had two pe- at least two people cry and one person thank me the next day because they got laid. So I think that was a successful party. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I kind of wanted to talk about it because it was just like there's really there was like a lot of magic and group catharsis and in dance. And that's something I know you already have like a lot of emotional connection to. Um, but yeah, um, my tower moment was my friend getting covid. That's like two days before we were supposed to throw this dance party together. Well, we haven't talked about this um I'm, like, bringing this up for the first time on air, and let me know what you think, but I definitely see, like, a parallel from, like, so me and Kayleen, like, we haven't been great about it for the past few months, or, like, the past few weeks, because traveling and stuff, but, like, we channel together, and, like, we always end up (laughs) with women together singing. Yeah. And dancing. Yep. It keeps coming yep. up. It's like, like it's like channeling. So when you told me about this and the catharsis and the crying, and I'm like, I mean, they've this is like like literally every time. Have you have you seen what um, we come to? Have you seen uh, uh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire? Mm-mm. You need to, especially you're in France. Like go watch, yeah, watch a French a sad lesbian French movie. But there is a moment where they all gather with like the women of the village around a fire in the middle of the night and they just sing and it's beautiful. And that's what it reminds me of. Like that is the equivalent. That is the 2022 equivalent of gathering around a fire and singing with your friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I think there's a lot of power in it and we don't have a ton of modalities for it. Uh, I, I think a lot of singing in groups of people is reserved for church and religious ceremonies and Christmas. That's it. And then maybe if you go to a show, um, there'll be like a few songs that like everybody knows. But I think that there's a lot of power. I mean, also, it's very theatrical too. Yeah. And I think like the theatrical performance, catharsis to spiritual awakening pipeline is is pretty deep uh because you just you can only keep so much in until you fucking get high blood pressure and like stress yourself out so having these somatic releases and experiences especially with people is important and i think uh especially 
I think people are getting a lot more comfortable with that in these like past few years of like, no, no, like I'm not going to sit in my house alone and be quiet. Like I need to take up space mm-hmm. and I need to create catharsis. Yeah, I think it was like, like one of the things that we intentionally were like, we are creating a... Uh, intentionally creating a list like a playlist or a programming of like songs most people listen to alone in their bedroom and i think Mm. the seed for this was actually planted when i went to the mitski concert in the spring and had this like really emotional reaction of being like this is like this is the music i listen to when i'm alone and have intense emotional connections to and now i am screaming the lyrics along with 1200 other people in the same space who've all had the same who all do the same thing and mm-hmm. it was like i like st- i i go back and i watch clips of that concert that i took on my phone and i cry oh yeah, my god it, it's that intense just because and i yeah. think that's like where the like seed was planted of like you can have these like like our connections to music especially and i think the people who do like me like sad girl music are so intense but they're so usually very like personal indoor kid introvert focused like one Mm -hmm. of the people said to me she's like i really um i the, the great thing about this party is that like the uh the songs that are getting people out on the dance floor are the songs that like uh, they're getting people out on the dance floor who would normally be uncomfortable getting on the dance floor. Mm. So it was like an access point for people um, that I think was really important. Yeah. Yeah. I And do you have more planned? Mm-hmm. We're collaborating actually with the Taylor Swift people to do a New Year's Eve party. That's more of a, a bad girl party than a sad girl party. Um, and then Becca and I are doing another one and um, that we are going to expand to breakup songs in general that we're going to do on February 10th um, as a Valentine's Day a celebration of pain. <laughs> Oy, of Palantine, pain and Yeah, time. I will say I this, one, like this one, this one I am ex- expanding and we will allow, uh, we will allow singers of all genders but this first one, okay. I was like, I don't want to hear a man. The closest I got, the, the thing I allowed was uh, Fleetwood Max, The Chain. I'd be like, all right. We're going to hear the male backing vocals on that song, and that's it. They said you would never, I mean, break the chain. That's like, um, I feel like I've had some crying yeah. corners. I had a really rough year in 2019, yeah. and I had... Uh, some crying rituals if you will and twice a week i would have two different crying places back to back like one on sunday and one on monday the first one was church and i found this really lovely church i went to and it was like this uh i was it was just very in line with all my values and like um you would like light candles and they would have these like symphony musicians play and you would, and they would light incense, and you would just walk around the church and pray. So that's when I cried. Yep, it was beautiful. Oh yeah, I definitely then, um, when things were going south with my ex, and he was like really deep in addiction things. I definitely just showed up to 
like a church that probably didn't really align with my values. We didn't get into it, but it was a safe space for just to stay, sing and cry in a crowd of people and no one mm-hmm. questioned it. I was like, cool. Yeah. It was a safe place to cry. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they're meant yeah. for, you know? Like, they don't pay taxes. Go fucking cry. Yeah, they, uh, nice you know, songs. they sent me a Starbucks gift card a few times to try and get me to, like, drink yeah. Kool Aid. Hello, Hello visitors. visitor. What's your email yep. address? I'm like, no, I'm just God here to cry. Him. And then, um, yin yoga. Oh, Late that'll night do yin it. Yoga. Yeah, I um, I look like a crazy person when I did it. I had, I would. <laughs> oh boy, this is gonna sound weird. I would <laughs> wear a blindfold. Yeah. And I would do yin yoga and just sob and. Uh, my roommate at the time we would go and I told him I was like you know I just like cry the whole time and he's like oh no so do I (laughs) I was like sick great glad it's just not both just like me alone I think we're all kind of crying um so those of you unfamiliar with yin yoga uh it's where you hold a pose for I think at least two minutes so it can they say it store or release stored trauma in the hips and I don't know about that I'm not a scientist but I do know I would cry so (laughs) um and there's also like these different like blogs and social media stuff like where to cry and my crying spots in New York City and stuff like that top 10 places to cry Um, in New York City I mean, I mean, and there's also like, you know, like the subway, I think is also like a really beautiful place in like public transportation. I'm going to go on my like urban planning hill um, because who the if you've lived in a city, who the fuck hasn't cried on a train like and you see people and it's like auto. It's just there's so much like humanness uh, cry, to it where you're just like crying oh, I've been at a there. bus stop, crying at a bus stop. Mm-hmm. That's a. And just, like, just being around other people, too, is something, I don't know if it's, like, voyeuristic of me, or maybe I just didn't want to be alone, but, like, it felt a lot better for me to be able to cry in the presence of people and know I'm not going to be judged than, like, just cry alone and not know if I'm going to fucking get out of it. Like, because when you're crying in public, it's kind of like, oh, I got to do this, you know, like, nobody... Like, all right, life's still going. Get yeah. over it. Like, you're still in right. it. You can, you can cry, have but this you moment. Still get off yeah, the train. you can have this moment, but you gotta pull it together at some point. Exactly. Like, and I and I think that was really powerful to me. And I think it's really, it's a really beautiful space that you're creating. And I'm glad that it is getting like the recognition that um, that people need yeah there was all there was also like a, a lot of joy in the room too there's a lot of people who i think like enjoy like just uh i don't know there was just a lot of a lot of the full spectrum of human emotions um mm-hmm. over the course of four hours it was great yeah i also um i'm a big fan of ecstatic dance not like a huge fan some people like love it and they'll go all the time but um depends on the dj because hippies don't really like good music um but it's like no talking while you dance and i do like that i do not like to talk on the dance floor i'm just trying to dance you know and 
it is very interesting. Um, the emotional responses that you can go through and you can see other people go through, uh, like rage and euphoria and sadness and like recovery and relief and like I feel like you can see people go through the whole eight stages of grief yep. and like <laughs> acceptance um, in like a couple hours. And this is this might be a little out of pocket and I'm not anti-therapy at all. Um, I think therapy is important, but I think there's a lot of things that you can do to like self-regulate and I think a therapist would tell you this yeah, too but it's I, a coping it's a coping um, mechanism I think but it's being like, in touch with your body and your body's connection to your emotional life is like very important and it's a part of knowing yourself mm-hmm. um, therapy was great for me but like I don't think if I didn't do like the somatic work on my own like finding places to cry and like dancing and stuff like that I don't think therapy would have done shit right. honestly I really don't. And it, that wasn't really something that like my therapist encouraged me to do. Yeah, well, we just not to sound like a, not to sound like an AA person, but it it only works if you work it. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. So, I don't know, get out there, cry with some strangers, dance with some strangers. Mm-hmm. Stop talking. I think we talk yeah. enough. We're good. <laughs> it's all good. Just just yell. <laughs> Yell with strangers. Yeah, just scream, oh. scream the lyrics. They, they've already they, let the Fuck. artist pick the words. Fuck small yeah. talk. Uh, I think we're all a little bit tired yeah. of it. Bro book reviews. I read a bro right, book every bro week, book. so you don't have to. Oh, we got a muppet on the podcast today. Oh, thank you. I love it when she calls me that. Um, all right, this is one I, I have in my Kindle right now. Um, it's called Manifest As You Read. This is a woo-woo one Ooh-hoo-hoo. by Richard Dots. And it's it's like really deep. Uh, this book, I couldn't even find it not on Kindle. That's why I got Kindle. Uh, <coughs> it's, I don't know. It's um, It's one of those books... Where they capitalize things that like probably shouldn't be capitalized. <laughs> a true self-published king. <laughs> like they pop, they um, he capitalizes no think, n o apostrophe or dash t h capital t h i n k. No think. And he says that you have to get to the no think to really like feel things and manifest. Oh, things, I love no which, think. <laughs> it's my favorite way to be. Yeah. Capitalize no think. <laughs> so I think it goes a lot of hand in hand with this like catharsis. Um somatic release because you're not thinking when you're doing any of those things. No. You're just in the moment living it, enjoying yourself, or not enjoying yourself. But the one thing that you are is your present. You're, you're very present, and I know this gets harped over and over again, but it, what's more important than just being, being here now, if you will? Uh, so I wouldn't say this book is anything super revolutionary, but it's okay. Um, I read it this morning. It's like a nice pick-me-up, and sometimes like you can tell the excitement in the words, and you can like feel that excitement. Um, 
through osmosis or whatever. So that's always kind of fun. But it's uh, not going to change. Yeah, It's not like rocking my world or anything like that. It's probably like a three-star self-development, self-published book. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. What do you have going on, Kaylee? Well, we just wrapped up Candles, so you can follow Candles on Incorporated. We're probably going to be doing some markets in the new year. Um, my house events, uh, we're taking it chill until post-Mardi Gras. <coughs> so I guess... Swamp Witch with four eyes and see what I'm up to when I don't, um, when I'm not buried under work. Um, all right. So that's what <coughs> Kayleen's got going one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're launching our coaching. Honestly, I think the link should be live today when this episode goes yep, out. If I've done my so, job. Yeah, we'll see. Um, so that if it's not here, it'll be here soon. Be here, be now. here now. Be here soon. Be here later. No think. No think. Capital no think. Everybody. Follow us into the no think. Um, yeah. So that's uh, I'm uh, I've been publishing a lot on the blog, which has been really cool. Which has been getting a lot of like, it's been good for my SEO. I think people are like finding me on Google and that's like cool. people are commenting, and it's been it's been really good. Um, so I like update all of my blog posts on my Instagram. I've been pretty uh, active on there of like everything that I'm like doing. Uh, I think I'm going to have like a newsletter for the blog as well. Um, So keep an eye out on that. But really, I think Instagram is where most of it's happening. I'm trying to figure out how to not fuck up my uh, my views and engagement while being out of the country because I feel like they've definitely taken a hit. But uh, what am I going to do? Not like I'd rather, sorry, I'd rather stay in France than yeah. come back and get my views back. I'm good. Like It'll, I feel like it'll I'll probably even hit. out. I feel like it'll probably. Well, my TikTok al- algorithm has gotten real weird uh, since I've been over here, which honestly is probably good for my phone usage yeah. because it's like, this isn't even good. Yeah. Uh, it's like these weird French videos with like three views i don't know um trop bizarre um yeah so that's what we got going All on right. so thank you so oh, yeah. much for listening follow us at entrepreneurs.podcast or entrepreneurs.com okay and then sign up for our newsletter yes and that's please. where we uh release all of our updates and all of our links and stuff too if you're not on social media good for you you can still stay in touch on our newsletter, which you can sign up for on our website. All right. I think that'll do it. All right. Let's go. Have a gay day. Have a gay day.